0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic stay top by a single goal After seeing off Motherwell by two goals to nil Rangers win by the same scoreline at Livingston With Alfredo Morelos scoring again And after weeks of turmoil Hearts and Hibs both win And score nine goals between them I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Evans. On Saturday we had four games in the Premiership And 20 goals most of them absolute belters On Sunday we had Celtic and Rangers continuing a title race Which leaves them just one goal apart at the top of the table The old game is, as my old pal Jim Kerr used to say Alive and kicking And don't let anyone tell you differently Even the mighty Jags went down to 10 men, Alec And won Yeah, absolutely, it was good stuff in the SPFL again You look at the... Old Firm are continuing to steamroll their opponents, Gordon. The Edinburgh Festival were back in town, but is that one hit wonder who? Aberdeen's really hitting some good form as well at the moment, but the big one as well in the Championship, Partick Thistle. There's a much needed win, Gordon. 0141-951-1025. That is the number you need to get in touch with the show tonight. No point in hanging about. Get your calls in nice and early and let us know what is on your mind. What do you want to discuss? Share it with us. 0141-951-1025. And if you would rather tweet, that's fine. You can do that at Clyde SSB. But it is a Monday night before we get to the calls. You two have to make some big decisions. Mm-hmm. Can I have, first of all, Hugh Keevens, your result of the weekend, please? I am going for Hearts 5, St Mirren 2 A result followed by a press conference At which Austin McPhee, the would-be Hearts manager Blew his own trumpet like no one (laughs) since Louis Armstrong And as Louis would say, what a wonderful world Alex Ray, your result of the weekend? Yeah, I'm going for Partick Thistle uh, Down to 10 men, Gordon An important win keeps him in touch with Morton, Aloha and Queen of the South Okay, now I was delighted with the shortlist on this one I must say, because sometimes it's it's, it's quite hard But you, you were spoiled for choice Goal of the weekend Well... It's my birthday tomorrow, so I'm calling this the birthday honours list. (laughs) I may have said about Christian Doidge that there was only one thing missing from his game, and that was ability. I now feel honour-bound to give him my goal of the weekend. He got three. I'm going for his second one uh, at St Johnston. So, Christian, onward and upward. I'm going for uh, Mikael Miller mm, Hamilton Yes It was a pile driver With a left foot From I'd say About 25 yards Gordon He's one of the guys That can actually Kind of do a lot For Hamilton In terms of keeping them up In the division this year now This one's a bit trickier This week mm. I'm going to ask you For your howler of the weekend Which of course can be A sitter A goalkeeping error A refereeing mistake A error by a manager Really anything the, the, the canvas is blank If you like But I'm not sure There was too many Jumping out Well Hamilton Ackies are two up at Rugby Park They're down to ten men But they're two up And they're thinking If we can just get to half time Wow, this crowd will not like it And then El Macrini shot It wouldn't have beat my six-year-old grandson But unfortunately for Owen Fawn Williams It beat him Sorry, Owen Well, that's ironic Because I'm going for Owen Fawn Williams as well For the second goal Poor guy he, uh, he came to punch the ball for the corner 
And uh, got nowhere near it And couldn't recover for the, the resulting uh, goal So uh, all, all in all I think Owen Fawn Williams is a really poor weekend Do not hang about on the phones Let's hear from you as early as possible 0141 951 1025 This is the perfect time to call You can put your point to Hugh Keevans Or Alex Ray Or as he's also sometimes known Son of Agnes <laughs> Brilliant have you recovered from your own mother phoning the show last night to give her thoughts on the title race? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I missed three calls for her on the, way, on the way back to the show, but what I will say is I've already gave Andy, the producer, the heads up. If she calls again, dump it. Bard. Bard. Number I is bard. I thought it was a, it was a fair uh, fair point. Uh, you can't Kevin's bar your mammy. Uh, it's gone down a storm, <laughs> the, the video on social media. That must be right up there with the most bizarre calls you've experienced in your time on the show. Without doubt, but the the woman's a, a trier because I get into Alex's car to go home yesterday after the programme and she was on again. So she does private consultancy as well as public consumption. <laughs> Agnes or anyone else for that matter, get in touch. Let us know your thoughts on yesterday's action. 01419511025. Uh, let's start with the most recent game. That makes sense mm. because we had a bit more time to react to Rangers yesterday. So let's look at the game between Celtic and Motherwell at Celtic Park. Neil Lennon says he was thrilled with the display. He reckons they could have won by more and believes it's now time to just take stock over the international break. I'm delighted. It's a great performance and another clean sheet, another good win. Thought we could have won the game by more. I don't remember Motherwell having a shot on target in the game and that speaks volumes for the, the way the team are playing. They arrived back in Glasgow at four o'clock in the morning on Friday morning and they've gone out and played ever so well again today. So I'm absolutely thrilled, really proud of them. Not just the ones that played today, but the whole squad in this round of games have been absolutely sensational a great week it's been a great few weeks for us you know and that's eight wins now in all competitions so I can't ask anymore some of the football they're playing and, and you know the the fluidity of the team and the, the confidence it's it's been fantastic you know now we take stock I think some of them need to break because it's been a really heavy load of games for everyone and the international boys we hope they, they go away they're successful but they come back fit and healthy but for some of them you know the break will them the world of good and we can you know revamp them again and uh, get ready for the next round of games I think you have to cut Celtic some slack uh, a friend of mine was at the game yesterday and uh, you know was unimpressed by the chance taking however they did win the match they are still top of the league albeit by one goal and after the exertions of midweek at the Stadio Olimpico in Rome you have to cut a team some slack Some time Yeah when you're analysing Celtic probably Or Rangers for that matter At the moment Alex It's about yeah. more than The 90 minutes yesterday It's probably taking into account That bigger picture As Hugh Keevan says The the week they've had In Celtic's case The, the travelling The run of form That they're on And just an, an appreciation That it was just a, a professional job well done Even if it wasn't By the, the margin That people would expect I think one of the key things You have to take into consideration Is the travelling The amount of games That they're playing And when the The core of the team are regulars There's eight or nine guys in there That are going to the coalface Time after time Similar to Rangers And it is a big ask And I think I think if you ask Stephen Gerrard And Neil Lennon They'll be delighted That there's a bit of downtime At the moment Because it gives them time To refresh And I mean mentally as well Gordon Because you know It's time after time You're asking to be On top of your game uh, So physically as well It gives them a break yeah, it was Odson Edward with the opener A Richard Tate own goal Sealed the victory Guys like Frimpong coming back into the team Celtic fans, I wonder if you've got any thoughts As to whether he is the, the number one right back Has it gone that far? Or is it still El Hamed? You decide, you tell us Which one is it? Who's the number one 
right back at the moment because there's a lot of uh, praise getting levelled at Jeremy Frimpong. Is he ahead of El Hamed or is the more experienced man still have that jersey at the moment? There's one for you to kick us off. But let's speak to Robert in East Kilbride. As a Celtic fan, Robert, what did you make of it yesterday? Uh, I didn't think the game was great, right enough. It, it wasn't. It was, um, Celtic obviously wasn't firing, and uh, some of the passing wasn't great, you know. Um, and we almost got caught out a few times. But the main thing I'm wanting to talk about is uh, the idea that Abramovich is available. Celtic need a centre forward because we're going to. I don't want Edward Eddie to get burned out because he's playing week in, week out. Now, this, the Abramovich, I did say in television, I know he definitely said that's a statement. He did, in fact, he did say he'd love to play for Celtic. He's 38 years, 38 years of age. So, <laughs> but look what Damien Defoe's done for Rangers. So, with a player like like that, he's a big laddie, he's good in the air, and he's got a... It's, it's no easy to knock off the ball. He's, and, uh, he's you know. certainly not. I mean, Zlatan to, to the Scottish Premiership. You uh, oh, yeah. c- can you can you see it? He would be. He, 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 I don't know. I tell you, I would absolutely <laughs> in a Kevin Keegan style. I would love it, love it if Zlatan Ibrahimovic came to this country. Um, I, I have to be truthful. I have no recollection of Zlatan ever saying that he wanted to play for Celtic. However. Uh, if he came here, it would be sensational in terms of uh, the game's profile. Um, I'm not sure that it's high in his list of priorities. If it happened, it would be a sensational coup. Uh, Alex, yes. he is rumoured to be going to perhaps AC Milan, perhaps Man United again, and, and so on. Um, I, I don't mind Robert's optimism. What do you think? If, if Celtic could pull it off Gordon It'd be a remarkable one Because in terms of Marketing He, he struggles for a bit of confidence though Yeah, you know, he, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's a bit shy So uh, But in terms of What he'd bring to the table You know You see some of his goals For uh, LA Galaxy It's not, is it, it's not LA Galaxy is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah So if you look at some of the goals Over the piece uh, I love the fact that he get, Is it Vela The guy over there as well Who he was getting in, in, uh, Embroiled in an argument with mm. uh, he, he referred to him as A a mini towards a Rolls Royce, you know that type of thing. So he'd be brilliant mm. for the game. But listen, Ed, the Celtic play with one up top as well. So where where he would fit in, I don't know. Well, I think let, let me put it to Robert. Robert, you are right. Celtic absolutely need a striker. But with the likes of AC Milan rumoured to be involved, maybe Man United. Could you really see Zlatan choosing Glasgow? Well, he said he said it himself. I want to play for Celtic. When, when was it he said this? I, I do. It was tongue in cheek. I don't know. And yeah. a big smile on his face when I say that. <laughs> So it may have been tongue and cheek from, but he did say it. He did say it on TV. I, I would, as I say, it would be an almost surreal moment if he came to play for Celtic. But the 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 honest, straightforward answer to the question is, I think the idea of Zlatan warming to the notion of playing in Ross County and Dingwall, I don't think it would be high on his list of priorities. I think I mean, Celtic. Who knows? Maybe Neil Lennon wouldn't want him. I, I can't imagine why not. But I think he understands that he has bigger places to go. I, I googled it just out of curiosity. There does appear to be a quote which says Celtic is a club with a big tradition, a place any top player would want to end their career. That was six years ago. That was the last one I could find. But that's not to say maybe we've just not seen it, Hugh. The main oh. consideration for me, I think, would be: Would he be willing to come here? 
And play second fiddle to you When it came to outlandish Football related statements Because he would have to And I, I just don't know If the ego could, could handle I, it I would walk to the airport To have the first conversation With Zlatan When I Kibo Met <laughs> I Zlatan uh, As I say It would be wonderful And there is no doubt Again on a serious level The Celtic fans Have to cross their fingers Their toes Their eyes And hope that Nothing happens to Odson Edward between now and January because there is no one who can take his place. But Zlatan, I cannot for the life of me see him wanting to play in our league. Dare to Keevans. Thank you very much, Robert. In East Kilbride, it's 01419511025. Neil Lennon says uh, he can always rely on Johnny Hayes after his man of the match performance yesterday. Uh, he's also desperate to keep a hold of assistant John Kennedy. He's been linked with the vacant managerial post at Hibs. He knows his role in the parameters of the squad, Johnny, and his fitness levels are fantastic. His pace is fantastic. His, his enthusiasm for the game and his game intelligence is improving all the time. I thought he was wonderful today. I thought he had a great game as the game went on on Thursday. So he has been a real plus for me in terms of what we're asking him to do. I thought today he had probably his best game. But he has played in some big games for me. If you look at the cup final, the semi-final, Rangers here in March, he's not let me down. He's played really well in all of the games. He might not be everyone's cup of tea, but um, he does a brilliant job for us. Reporting on the papers this morning, John Kennedy with the Hibs job. Any thoughts on that? I don't want him to go for a start, but like, it doesn't surprise me because he's a superb coach, and um, you know it's a feather in his cap for for John, if that is the case. But um, as far as I'm concerned, he won't be going anywhere. He's very integral to what we do here. These are massive times for Celtic. Um, the possibility of nine in a row. The ongoing story of the Europa League campaign I'm sure that John Kennedy is as enthused As Neil Lennon and Damien Duff About all of it Stevie Wood's in there as well They form a a coaching team That has gone from strength to strength I don't know, I can't speak for John Kennedy Whether he thinks now is the time for him To go into club management for himself But my guess would be that John Kennedy would rather stay at Celtic at this time. I totally agree with you. I, I can't see why John Kennedy would uh, would leave Celtic at this present time. You know, I think it was reported at the time that uh, Brendan Rodgers wanted him to be part of his yeah. backroom staff at Leicester. So if he wasn't tempted by the English Premiership, why would you go to Hibs, who are stuttering at the bottom of the league? Uh, what about one that I can I can sort of sense brewing, Hugh? Because we discussed it in the studio yesterday. People are bound to make these comparisons. Has Frimpong done enough to become Celtic's number one right back, or, or is he still having to, to bide his time? The phrase I keep hearing from Celtic fans uh, in connection with Jeremy Frimpong is "joy to watch." Eighteen, youthful exuberance, attacking with a smile on his face at all times. A joy to watch He can't play in the European matches Because he's not in the European squad But I think Hazarding I guess I think the majority of Celtic supporters Would rather see Frimpong For that joyful Forward going exuberance yeah, I think he's ahead of where they anticipated where he was going to be here. I think in the summer, you know, they were scratching about for replacements. They managed to bring in El Hamid and also Bauer, two quality players. And mm-hmm. then Frimpong was a long-term project. He has accelerated up the pecking order. He brings, a, as you say, a youthfulness, a, a smile on his face. 
And he had an athleticism bombing up and down that right side So it's a great position to be uh, Neil Lennon at the moment In terms of what option you have Because horses for courses You can play Frimpong at will at home And if it's going to be a tougher game away from home Then you just put in a more experienced player So it's, you know he's got so, so, so does that still mean you think El Hamed is the number one though? You think he's first? When, when it comes to the big games uh, uh, Just out of curiosity See when the The, uh, the Kind of Knockout stages for the Europa Yeah Do you have to revise your squad then Gordon? Yeah well I think oh, Yeah I mean, So he, he would then come into the The, the, the fold then wouldn't he from Prom? I would imagine so There's certainly another I mean if you think about it Last season Players who signed for Celtic in, in January, January then Yeah, yeah so I, I would have played afterwards The acid test for me December 8th Betfred Cup final December 29 Celtic versus Rangers In the league at Celtic Park Would you play An 18 year old In both of those games If it's me My answer to that Is no I'd have El Hamed If he was fit However If El Hamed is not fit It would be A tremendous display of faith If Neil Lennon Put Jeremy from Do you have him ahead of Bauer At the moment then? You Yeah I, I think for these Rangers games If you haven't experienced it before my temptation would be to go for someone who possesses more experience than Frimpong. Mm. Okay, well you can tell us your opinion on the phone, so 141-951-1025. Uh, if you would rather tweet, you can find us at Clyde SSB. What about you Rangers fans then? What did you make of the game against Livingston yesterday? Uh, a 2-0 victory, another goal for Alfredo Morelos. Give us your thoughts and we'll give you the thoughts of Stephen Gerrard after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here looking back on another busy weekend in the weird and wonderful world of mm. Scottish football. There was lots happening, lots of goals, lots of incidents. So let's hear from you uh, and find out what you made of it. We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Um, who's been on Reagan's been in touch He says Really enjoyed the game yesterday Seven wins in the spin now For Celtic Yesterday was the first time I've seen Frimpong up close He's outstanding But I would still put El Hamed ahead of him uh, Interesting take on that debate You can give us your thoughts On the phone uh, Scotty's on the, Tonight's first callers Caused a real stir oh. On social media He was Latan to, yes. to the Premiership Can you imagine it Scotty says It's true The big man himself said He would love to play for Celtic Zlatan is a man of his word Ooh. Says Scotty He would be unreal For the hoops well, I mean Wait, They wouldn't get a game They wouldn't get a game Is Edward better than Zlatan Is that, is that the debate You want me to start On tonight's show I'm not going there I am not going if there If he comes Do you think Big Edward's Going to sit on the bench Come on. We'll save this stuff A bit closer to January It's usually silly season For a reason But we'll, I think we're okay Is moment. he not at liberty To sign straight away Yeah that's so, true, but I just mean in terms of these types of conversations Sorry, usually take place when uh, when things have died down a bit But you're right, he could rock up any day now <laughs> If the, the first caller is to be believed uh, Right, let's hear from Stephen Gerrard, Rangers fans This is the perfect time for you to get in touch What did you make of the game yesterday? I don't really know how to word it any differently In terms of what you make of Alfredo Morelos Tell me something you ha- we don't already know about the guy Because we're speaking about him Every day Come on here That's your challenge Tell us something new Tell us something different That you've not said About Alfredo Morelos So one four one nine five one one zero two five. Stephen Gerrard believes They were outstanding From start to finish uh, He says they had to be You know Tough to get the win And was happy with the way Joe Arribo And Scott Arfield reacted Because they've obviously had um, Some substitute appearances recently We're very pleased with the, the The last block of fixtures Since the last international break um, I think outside of the First 15 minutes of hearts, the boys have been tremendous. Um, today's performance was outstanding from start to finish. I thought we were totally dominated, 
dominated the opposition, control the game. Um, I think you've seen a different side of us today. We were tough all over the pitch, and uh, at the right times we played some quality stuff. So very pleased. Alfredo just can't stop mm-hmm. scoring at the moment. Danny. I thought his moments had gone. Uh, I know he, he he bullied the defender and showed his strength, um, but I just thought the moments had gone. But on, only him. Yeah, and maybe JD could, could dig it out from there and find that bottom corner. It was a great finish and that gave us um, the luxury to get some breathing space. Yeah, I was chuffed for Joe and Scott because uh, when I picked the last couple of, of 11s, it was touch and go with both of them. And um, I could have went either way with my decisions. So I did feel for them a bit, but them two have shown unbelievable attitude. Of course, they were disappointed, but they've trained ever so well the last few days. And um, they've come and done what you should do if you're left out of a team, which is contribute and, and show the manager that you were probably wrong, if you like. I'm so really pleased with their reaction from getting left out of the team. I'll say about Rangers what I said about Celtic. You need to cut them some slack. They had a magnificent midweek, beating Porto in the Europa League. They could have scored more goals in the second half. The goals from Joe Aribo and Alfredo Morelos were top drawer, but they could have scored more. And for people who live by the bragging rights there'll be some frustration among the Rangers supporters that they didn't score more and go top of the league albeit on goal difference but if they looked a little bit leggy second half it's perfectly understandable yeah look at some of his comments here Stephen Gerrard in terms of he says we were tough you have to be when you go to Livingston when you go to Hearts you go to Hibs you go to Aberdeen you go to Parkhead you have to be mentally strong you have to put the shift in we said this prior to the game yesterday as well you have to roll your sleeves up you have to earn the right to play and, and he's absolutely right in terms of Arribo and uh, Arfield they responded in the right way because they have to showcase what they can do when they get the opportunity and now Stephen Gerrard has uh, you know, a headache getting into the next domestic game I'll put the same challenge to you two Is there anything left to sort of say about Alfredo Morelos And his goal scoring at the moment that, That's not already been done, Hugh He will not stay out of the headlines No, no it, it is to his credit uh, That he has turned himself around No more petulance uh, Chance taking of the highest order I don't think he'll be at Rangers next season I think someone will come in from in the summertime and I also think the same of Odds and Edward. So to both sets of fans, enjoy them well you may. I just listen, when you consider that's twenty two goals, Gordon, in twenty six games and there's been a few substitute appearances within that as well, it's a remarkable return. I always say if you get a one and two striker, you know, one goal in two games, you know, you're you're doing well because you end up say fifty games or twenty five goals per season, but he is on target to hit forty plus. Uh, let's be fair though The goal yesterday As good as it was Once yep. he got into that position It probably was offside I think that was the Yeah yeah. The, but, uh, the view in the studio yesterday You know Controversy is with us Wherever you go You know You, you look at the Liverpool Man City game yesterday Shrouded in controversy About a penalty that was not given Morelos was offside uh, by the same token You go back to Celtic at Aberdeen recently They were absolutely magnificent But one of the goals was offside Because Edward was offside by an inch or two um, It happens Some you get, some you don't um, Alex, what was what was different What was better about Rangers That allowed them to totally negate Livingston's threat Or, or an, an improved handling of that yeah. threat Compared to previous visits there Livingston weren't Themselves according to Gary Holt But I assume that Rangers play a part in that Did they do anything yeah. differently? Did they improve on anything That helped them negotiate that game With a bit more ease yesterday? I, I think when you look at Golson and Holanda The way they went about handling Dykes You know he was very 
ineffective He had one opportunity Where he, he had a swivel and he, and he skied it over the bar But when I, Whenever I was playing Against a big Centre half Sorry you know, Centre forward. forward You just try and take And block them in Nowhere to go They can't bring it down Their chest And it becomes a fighting match You So that was always Your job then When you played what, as, a, as a defensive midfielder You would be asked To, to go in front of that guy yes. So that he can't Take the ball in Either side Because sometimes What would happen is it was Gavin McCann Or Kevin Ball Would be on that side So if the ball's going there You can't then run away Over to try and impact That Gordon So we knew what our jobs were, particularly when you were playing against big centre forwards. You just stand on your toes. It's similar to when there's a throw-in down the sides. You try and just so that there's not nothing that you can control it easily and then bring others into play. So who did that yesterday? Well, Kamara, Jack, 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 both of them? Jack and Aribo was the two like, either side and they were just going on his toes and it made it so difficult for him because it nullified his strengths and it became a, mm. a fighting ball whereas if he's allowed to bring it in and bring people into play, then that makes Livingston stronger, and he never got a grip on the game as well. And I think, I think when you listen to um, Holt's post match, it was just, you know it was a very honest uh, assessment. And does that then help Hillander, Goldson, or any defender in that situation Absolutely. because they don't have to go and win it? Is that is that the thinking, Gordon? There's there's times when he's, you you end up challenging with the centre forward, and it allows your back line to drop as a four. Whereas if you remember back to Hillander up for the uh, a couple of weeks ago, and when he flicks it around the corner. Then there become gaps in your back four So there's many ways to do it You can actually go and both of compete Or one of these the midfielder And then drop off So it depends on the delivery mm. up to Dyke. So, But I, I, for me I think it's a learning curve Because see experience wise You see it with Scott Brown He does it time after time He just looks where the centre forward's gone And then he just steps across his line And I think if you're doing that as a midfielder You have to have all the facets Okay let's get the thoughts of James and Barhead Hi James Hi, good evening, gentlemen. Great show as always. Thank you, James. What's on your mind? Yeah, Morelos. I think he's. Um, I think he's a couple of games away. A, a good performance against Celtic for earning a, a bigger move than they've gone to. Just like a big move, because I know there's been a couple of teams he's talked about going to. But I think maybe like mid to lower end of the Premiership previously. But see now, I think with the performance he's putting in, I think the only thing missing is about four or five goals in a season against Celtic, and he could go into like a maybe a top team down uh, ten team down south. Um, and maybe one of the bigger leagues abroad as well so I don't know if it would do anything to his transfer fee because if he's going to have a bigger team he might try to push it through so the club might just want to get what he can but no, I think he's playing himself into a bigger move now There are several ways in which you do that James you know he scores a lot of goals in Europe which is a big factor uh, yes he's uh, still to score against Celtic And you're right if he, if he does that in the cup final And or the league match at Celtic Park On the 29th of December Then yeah you're playing to a, a bigger audience by doing so I just think that uh, You'll be on the radar of plenty of clubs And there will come a point Where he will say to Rangers I've done my best for you And in fairness to me You have to let me go now and I think that Steven Gerrard would uh, understand that line of thinking. And I think also Rangers will one day appreciate the money that Alfredo Morelos will attract. James, just elaborate a bit more. So, you, you, I think, Did you say top 10 in England there? Is that is that the sort of yeah, bracket so you think? Like a, yeah, I will. So I would have maybe said Western until they've, they've set the heaven fire yeah. this year. But maybe something like that, I will saw. A West Ham A fully fit team So yeah Something like that Rather than Like a newly promoted team I think he could get in Like maybe help a team Push for Europe down south Alex I mean Hugh's right There are are only a couple of ways That our players Really 
catch the yeah. attention elsewhere The main one is Europe First Absolutely, and foremost yeah. uh, Champions League first and foremost yes. Then to a lesser extent Europa League And James mentioned scoring against Celtic Which obviously would help Particularly if it was one which Seals silverware yeah. or, or whatever I mean. But I think at the moment There's only I think only four players have got more goals Than Alfredo Morelos in the Europa League this season So yeah. you have to imagine that Those types of things are Causing people to sit up and take notice Yeah absolutely We we said this a couple of years ago When Dembele and that was scoring against Man City You know obviously that's the Champions League The top table uh, But it most certainly brings you on the radar Gordon I was just writing down some of the, the Off the top of my head I think he scored against Porto Home and away Hugh Scored yeah. against Young Boys Michelin this year Legia Warsaw These are all kind of recognisable European teams and, and if you take Porto they, they are the elite of that group I just said So he's doing it at that level But it's not just the goals Gordon it's the actual performances And the level of players That he's actually playing against Again I said the challenge Was to sort of Try and find something New A new angle for this But you're struggling Alex You always come back To the same things Like his his strength The way he bustles his way He was absolutely Second favourite yesterday Against a, a Livingston defender Who looked bigger Who looked stronger But still got Shrugged out of the way Is that, is that like a natural thing Based yeah. You know Compared well, to some of the guys Maybe you've experienced Gordon The, the the fascinating thing about Morelos is I think he's only about 5 feet 11 You know, it's not as if he's a 6 feet 2, 3 guy That he's just going to bruising people out But he has a really low centre of gravity and power And when people try to get close to him He manages to roll him And it's a brilliant uh, kind of trait Because people How many times have we have people on here uh, Ex-players, pundits and so forth And they go mm. Why do people want to wrestle with this guy? Mm. And yet time after time we see people trying to get close to him and he just uses his body to his advantage. You look at the places where he, he would not go, for example. Man City, Liverpool, nah. Arsenal, no. Uh, even Leicester, Vardy, no. Not going to happen. But in England, there are clubs uh, beneath that level in the Premier League who have fortunes to spend. I'm going to give you a, a team here. Uh, this is just plumbery, right? <laughs> and the, the, the caller, uh, James, just said there that he felt as if, you know, it's going to be a top 10. Um, Sheffield United signed a guy for 20 million. Yeah. And when I look, when I compare the both of them, you know, I look and I see Morelos is a far better prospect. And uh, Sheffield United are up to fifth. So, you know, it's it's not the realms he, that someone. Wherever he goes, he's a golden asset because Rangers unquestionably. Undeniably Need money And They'll get this season Out of the way And then In the summertime They will I think Receive an offer That will be too good To turn down James and Barhead Good man Thank you very much For the call Let's move swiftly On to Paul and Crookston Hi Paul Hi Gordon Hi Alex and Hi, hi Paul Hello Yeah good uh, Good show as always um, Listen this is maybe Maybe useful For a quiz question Maybe one time Um <laughs> Well, we'll see what you think. Uh, two points I want to make anyway. So one's my quiz type of question. Second one is about Europa League and how Rangers and Celtic are doing. So I'll go to my first point and then you can tell me whether you want me to give you a second point or whatnot. Um, the way things stand, you know, Rangers and Celtic separated by one goal. Um, so the finest of margins. Now, this might not be impossible, but if they did finish all equal with goals scored and everything else, I'm sure I'll look through the 400-page SPFL rules and whatever. And... Um, it said if it's the last game of the season And listen, it might be a long shot But hey, helicopter Sunday happened twice So anything's possible, I guess I think the two of them play a final league decider It doesn't go to head-to-head And and what happens 
if I'm right with that, I just want to check if I'm all right with that. And secondly, if it's midway through the campaign, I'm not quite sad that when Rangers were two 0 up and Celtic were one 0 up, I was checking to see who would be top. It didn't really change. So what happens in a situation midway campaign? How do they differentiate them? Is it head to head midway through? Goal difference, goal scored But yeah. I think Paul's asking there for After that, if it was to be Neck and neck If it was to be neck and neck on, on that as well <laughs> I'll, I, I'll be I'll be going on holiday for six weeks, Paul If that happens <laughs> I'll leave it to Hugh Keevans as, as Neil Lennon said uh, Of the possibility of Celtic meeting Rangers In the Europa League in the round of 16 Carnage Play it behind closed doors uh, well, it's a it's a good question. I'm trying to to think, Alex. Um, the possibility of that happening, a one-off oh, playoff at the end of the season. Can you imagine? Could we handle it? <laughs> oh, listen, I, I I don't think we could to answer your question, Gordon, and uh, I don't think it will actually come to that. But I think there's too much kind of permutations in between goals scored, goals against. It, will they come to a head-to-head? I don't know. You know, it's but imagine throwing that in the Monday night at this time, Paul. For God's sake, it's hard enough trying to <laughs> get through the show. But I thought it would be good, a good one for your show But Neil Doncaster <laughs> We hand it over to you A reply by t- Return the post please What's your second point mate? Uh, second point there That was a hard one That was a chance <laughs> right? this, is just, this is just my take on it right? I know you will probably say Oh be negative here and whatnot, But just hear me out What, what I'm saying I was talking to a friend um, Going through the coefficients And things like that And looking at the Permutations of that And how it can all play out Brilliant news for Scottish football No I'm all an advocate for that But do you think Here comes the negative side The downside of it is And you can tell me if I'm wrong here or what not If we get a fifth team in Now the quality football At the end of the day It's Rangers and Celtic are, are pushing this forward You know Kilmarnock with all due respect Got put with a part time Part time team As Hugh mentioned I think yesterday We were saying that uh-huh. um, Rangers and Celtic are, are, are doing the business here For Scottish football um, But if we get a fifth team in I think it's harder then because I think when we do get the two places and whatever, and it's not two guaranteed places into Champions League, it's just two yeah, qualifiers. Yeah, All that whole round. But the fifth team, I think, could actually affect you because I'm sure the points that the teams get are then divided up. So for this season, they're divided up between four teams. Yep. But then next year, they'll be divided up between five teams. So therefore, it's going to be even harder. That, that right is true. That? You are right in saying that. This is one I can answer with a bit of confidence, uh, Hugh Keevan. So as it stands, we had four teams uh-huh. which made it through to Europe this season. Of course, Aberdeen and Kilmarnock are, are out. But whatever coefficient points we get picked up at the moment get divided by four because that's how many teams we had in it. Yep. Um, and Paul's absolutely right If it were to be five teams It then gets divided by five And so on and six So it, it, Yeah it can. It's good to get into that position What it would then mean though It would probably be harder To stay there So It would be great to get those second Champions League That second Champions League spot But it would be pretty tough to hang on to Well football's supposed to be about Aspiration Now If Celtic and Rangers Through their endeavours Manage to get us five teams in Europe They are to be congratulated for doing so And then you'll have to see How we go on after that And to be brutally honest, the performances of some of the, the, the lower-ranked teams in our league in Europe have been, over the years, not just Kilmarnock and Kona's key nomads, over the years, there have been some pretty embarrassing results. So, all you can do is hope that doesn't happen the next time around, but you cannot fault Celtic and Rangers for doing well enough to give us an extra team in Europe They aspired They achieved And if it comes about Then you have to take your chances 
Paul, you've put us suitably on the spot Thank you for your call That was Paul and Crookston 01419511025 We're going to hear from Motherwell boss Stephen Robinson After yesterday's game We'll hear from him after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard And Hugh, you will be pleased to know I spent the break Scrolling through the rules and regulations uh-huh. of the SPFL, and Paul is indeed correct. Head to head, it's goal difference first, then it's goal scored, and if all things are equal, head to head after that. And then, if that was equal somehow, we would indeed have a one off game, a playoff to decide who would oh win them. Oh, my goodness! Put your holiday in for that week. Well, uh, you know. We're talking hypothetically <laughs> And Alex Wright We're a third of the way Through the season So it's a bit early But To play the game To have a bit of fun yes. It would be The biggest game Ever Between Celtic and Rangers uh, We're on Twitter At Clyde SSB Calls coming in there About Alfredo Morelos Roger says that Stevie G and Rangers Will already have a short list Of players To replace Morelos It'll probably be A very short list Definitely with a priority and preferred target They'll have been planning His departure And replacement For a few years uh, Says Roger uh, And another one coming Now this is high praise This is Alan On Twitter Alan says Morelos reminds him of Suarez Suarez Yeah Billy's defenders Has a bit of attitude All sorts of finishes Might not be at his level yet But there are glimpses Says Alan That is high praise From Alan uh, On Twitter At Clyde SSB uh, It's 0141 On the phones Let's continue Looking back on Yesterday's action Stephen Robinson says He can still take plenty of positives From the defeat to Celtic He felt they limited Neil Lennon's side well uh, At times But except they were just beaten by The better side I thought it was a good performance um, I thought our shape worked very well I thought we contained them a lot um, We had a threat in the counter I thought Devontae Cole was terrific there. Some very good performance by Evans McGabby Young Barry McGuire is in for his You know Only his, I think, his second game of the season Some really really good performances And you know When you limit Celtic to an own goal and we had the free kick they score from you know we put the, go- the free kick into the goalkeeper's hands and then it's a defensive error after that but um, and we got punished you know let's acknowledge it you know, Decky intercepts the ball and Edward puts it into the top corner that's a level you're playing against here um, and we got punished for it but there's a lot of positives for us I thought we were, were very well organised the boys carried it out to the letter um, could we have held more of a threat in the final third yeah um, but they wear you down and they take a lot out of you and you know Credit to the, the level we're playing against You don't beat Lazio if you're not a top class side I wonder Hugh if, if Motherwell's performances at Celtic Park and Ibrooks Are a perfect example of Where they and where the rest of the league are at this season Where Motherwell can go to Ibrooks, Can go to Celtic Park Can be very disciplined Can change their team be, be very hard to beat Limit Celtic, limit Rangers Do pretty well But ultimately fall short Because those two at home are, are just in a different sort of level at the moment They're, they're too big for everyone I was thinking about this last night How emphatic uh, Rangers and Celtic Have been against uh, Teams of late I'm not sure That for the foreseeable future And you can put your own Time limit on this I'm not sure that any club Other than Celtic or Rangers Will win any of the trophies In Scotland Into the future now I can't see how anyone Will beat Rangers and Celtic To win a cup no one will finish above Rangers and Celtic to win the league. I don't think anyone can win a cup anymore. Well, mad things can happen in cups, to be fair, Alex, because Rangers and Celtic have, have been very strong before. They're strong yes. now, they'll be strong again. People do win cups because you get those, those sort of quirks. Of but, however, the, 
the point we said about them at home this season when you know even even Motherwell turning up and and yes making life difficult and yes being able to take plenty of positives mm. ultimately still is is ending in defeat at the moment. Yeah, they've been imperious. You look at the way they go about their business. They have been steamrolling teams, and even when they're kind of off it a little bit, like they were Celtic yesterday, they still dominate. They create lots of chances, and similar to Rangers, I think there's only been one game I've seen this season where it was Motherwell. You know, it was a, it was a grind, but other than that, they've been really solid at home. I'm going over some of the 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 mad things as you say, Gordon, that can happen in mean, cup tie football. I can't conceive. Of how two groups of players As good as these two Can all conspire To have such an off day That somebody else wins no, if, Rangers, listen, if Rangers and Celtic Played against each other They would may only have to beat Yeah exactly One, one of them would be final. Because listen I, I, I completely understand The logic, logic yeah. yeah Because of course They do look very strong At the moment But that Suggest that they've they've never been this strong, which of course can't be true. Rangers won nine in a row, and, and, and Celtic did similar. And there have been periods in in the Larson era and whatever else where you know they've they've been treble winning. They've been extremely strong. It doesn't mean that you just write off from now until the end of time that you know teams could win a cup. Surely, um, at the moment, I mean, I've written off the league. Uh, you know, never mind the, the remainder of my lifetime, your own lifetime, and you're half my age. Uh, you know, th- I'm less than half your age. Yes, actually, yes, yes, okay. <laughs> uh, but it, the, the league will not go anywhere other than Celtic Park or Ibrox into infinity at this rate. And I, I just think that the, the squads are so strong that if Celtic knock out Rangers or vice versa, the one who's left standing will have a nucleus of players too great to be overtaken in a, a one-off game. If you are. The likes of Motherwell, Alex you, yeah. you assume then that their seasons aren't defined uh, defined by games Absolutely. at Ibrox or, or at Celtic Park The important thing then must be to still perform in a way where you can take positives from it You can't match that winning feeling But actually I'm sure Stephen Robinson sounded pretty upbeat after that yesterday And same at Ibrox is about just trying to find positives that you then take into the more winnable games I think you mentioned it, you mentioned McGabby coming in I see him a couple of weeks ago, really powerful, gives him another option But Seedolf, Hilton, all on the bench, Gordon I actually if I look at the, the mother will uh, set up the squad of players behind the scene They still have Donnelly to come back as well They have a right good youthful squad at his disposal And you know they're currently sat in fourth place Which is remarkable because every year they... they, they Recycle six to eight players And have to bring the same type in So he's doing a great job Just while we're talking about The opposition from yesterday Hugh What did you make of the um, Was it a war of words Did it even get that far Between Stephen Gerrard and Gary Holt Stephen Gerrard started off Saying he wanted more protection Uh, Gary Holt had a bit of a pop back In the newspapers Saying that uh, The likes of Walter Smith Wouldn't have acted the way Stephen Gerrard did Yeah Um, Stephen Gerrard coming back out after the game yesterday and saying that Gary Holt got a few things wrong but there are no issues it was all a bit of much ado about nothing I think wasn't it? First of all I'd like to compliment Nick Walsh the referee yeah. because he managed the game very well he missed the offside and he was let down by his assistant referee who missed the offside that apart in terms of the verbal spat before and after um for me, it amounted to pretty much of a nothing. You know, boys will be boys. Stephen Gerrard was trying to put an idea into the referee's head to watch out for this Livingston team. And uh, Gary Holt took the huff because of that and had his say by saying, we're playing at the Tony Macaroni Arena, not Madison Square Garden. 
It's all over. They've had their shake of the hands. They've had a beer, whatever. And that's the one done with. But well done, Nick Walsh, because he rose above all of it. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. It is that time of the week, a new week, a clean slate, a chance for you to come on here, beat the pundit and win yourself a signed football. All you have to do is get more football-related questions right than Hugh Keevans or Alex Ray. It is that simple. If you want to take part tonight, you need to call right now, 0141 951 1025. You need to call quickly because the lines close when the news starts at 7. Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Monday night Which means Hugh Evans And Alex Ray Are looking back On all the weekend's Big talking points All of a sudden Hibs and Hearts Found mm. their way to goal Again mm. Hugh Evans They managed to win Some football matches Something that they've not done Does that move Austin McPhee Closer into the picture To be the Hearts boss What about those vacancies we're going to look at the, the bigger picture uh, across the weekend from the Premiership after we do this. With the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Beat the pundit time, Hugh Evans and Alex Ray ready to take on Asim from Shawlands. How are you tonight, Asim? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Not too bad at all. I'm going to toss this coin. If it's heads, you're up against Hugh Keevans. Good way to ruin his birthday tomorrow by uh, taking the signed ball off him. Uh, if it's tails, though, it will be Alex Ray. And it is tails. Birthday boy is off the hook. Alex Ray, I'm going to give you some Clyde 2 to listen to. He's giving me the thumbs up, Asim, which is good news, which means you have 30 seconds. You're head to head with Alex. You can pass. Here is your chance to beat the pundit. Are you ready? Yep, go for it. Where did Ryan Fraser begin his playing career? Celtic Who did Wraith Rovers beat in the 1994 League Cup final? Kilmarnock Which defender has today withdrawn from the Scotland squad? Uh, not pass How many points are Celtic and Rangers on in the league? 28 Name any team in Rangers group the last time they played Champions League uh, Leon. Who scored a hat-trick for Hibs over the weekend? Deutsch. Okay Let's bring Alex Ray back Alex, you got us? Yes Great stuff Same set of questions to you Some tough ones in here yeah. yeah Ready? Yes Where did Ryan Fraser begin his playing career? Aberdeen Who did Wraith Rovers beat in the 1994 League Cup final? Celtic Which defender has today withdrawn from the Scotland squad? Um, pass How many points are Celtic and Rangers on in the league? 25 Name any team in Rangers group The last time they played in the Champions League uh, Pass Who scored a hat-trick for Hibs over the weekend? Dodge And where did Archie Gemmell begin his playing career? Derby Okay Asim, what do you think of the competition? Uh, I think it'll be tight But I think he, he might have just missed I can't believe I've got the, the race over one wrong You've tried to erase it from your memory That's why, I think that's that's why. Exactly what it is. Uh, And we just made sure we got that question in On a night that Gordon Deal wasn't here So we didn't have to talk about it in full detail the Because first one, he scored <laughs> The first one was Where did Ryan Fraser begin his playing career? It is Aberdeen On the verge of a move to Liverpool Liverpool, I saw that By today, all accounts yes. tonight mm. Robertson and Fraser Great move yeah, that would be for him um, Anyway Alex got it Asim didn't So it's 1-0 to Alex It then went 2-0 Asim you were kicking yourself It was Wraith Rovers yep. Beating Celtic In the 94 League Cup final So it's 2-0 to Alex uh, He dried up a bit there Afterwards So <laughs> <laughs> Which defender Has withdrawn from the Scotland squad It's Liam, Liam Cooper, Cooper yeah. 
Uh, how many points are Celtic and Rangers on? 27 31 Oh <sighs> Name any team in Rangers group The last time they played in the Champions League I, I felt like uh, Leon was a, a decent shout I, seem, I, I can certainly remember them playing Leon But it was wrong You had the choice of Man United Valencia And Bursa Spor Do you remember that? No I thought it was uh, Yeah tough. Man United yeah. That, I think they beat uh, Rangers Was it? I don't know anyway Who scored a hat-trick for Hibs over the weekend It was Christian Doidge Ask him you got that one But unfortunately so did Alex So you're trailing by 3-1 to one at this stage uh, It didn't matter in the end Archie Gemmell began his playing career At St Mirren You didn't get that far Ask him you only got one on the board And unfortunately Even though he wasn't vintage Alex Ray got three hard lines to you <laughs> Oh vintage He no said he was hard <laughs> Good man, Asim. Played, that was Asim and Shollins uh, giving it a go on Beat the Pundit tonight. Same time tomorrow if you fancy your chances and you want to win a signed ball. There we go. Yeah, uh, Liam Cooper, by the way, is out of the Scotland do, do squad. Know, we'll bring you up to speed. I've seen it on Sky earlier on. I, just couldn't, I, I was thinking McKenna, um, but obviously it was wrong. Typical though. Uh, we are not blessed with central defenders. Correct. I'm not saying Liam Cooper is the saviour of everything by any stretch. But it would be nice to just have the options Well yeah, sometimes you wonder Time and time again Scott McTominay was stretched off I think yesterday So yes, chances of him struggling. Yeah sometimes you wonder On top of everything else Has Stevie Clark Could an even break Since he took over As national team manager Yeah for me It's uh, the, the key areas again We, we speak about The centre half areas here, oh. Which is an issue The right back area Is an issue And the key one for me Is the number 9 position You know we've really struggled to Have anyone of substance Score a lot of goals I don't think we need to dwell on it too long We've got a long international yes. week ahead of us Games on Saturday and then on Tuesday So we will build up to those uh, A bit later on in the week I'm sure Get your calls in 01419511025 I'm expecting lots more to come on the reflections mm-hmm. Regarding the Celtic and Rangers games yesterday But any Hearts and Hibs fans out there What about the weekend? Hearts fans in particular Is that is that enough to convince you that Austin McPhee Could be the man for the job? Or have you... Uh, Adopting a more patient approach Or maybe even thinking Regardless of what he does uh, There's no chance He should get it for you As for Hibs Maybe not the same types of questions There's no chance Eddie May wants it There's no chance Eddie May is going to get it But nevertheless It was a very good win Against St Johnson So we'll hear from both those guys In just a second Let's take another call From John Who is a Celtic fan on the line Hi John Hi good evening Gordon Hi John Hello Hello, um, no, Hugh, I don't know if you've heard then through the pipeline Apparently, would you call it, there's uh, stories linking young Karamoko with Chelsea Oh, uh-huh. I mean, and I'm just hoping that he, he remembers what happened to Scott uh, Farouge, you know what I mean So yeah. I just wonder what this, if you've heard then, Hugh I, I think it's inevitable uh, that uh, Karamoko Dembele will uh, attract an offer He's simply so good uh, it would be not in his best interest to leave Celtic at this particular time, I don't think. Uh, bearing in mind Islam Farouz that you mentioned, uh, I have to suspect that Islam Farouz did not have the correct temperament because he went down south and he absolutely fell apart. Um, but Dembele, I think, should stay at Celtic for a while longer, uh, both to grow mm. physically uh, and to grow in terms of your own maturity uh, But it's inevitable Because the, the the clubs from the top 10 in England When they come, heads are turned It is absolutely inevitable That if a Chelsea or well, Once their transfer embargo is over uh, Or a, a Liverpool or a Man U, Man City 
It's inevitable your head is turned and you go Just just to be clear that That's not something we are aware of at the moment Alex, no. that, that yeah, that's in the absolutely. pipeline However, John asks the question The only thing I would point out with regards to that comparison is Karamoka Dembele has a professional contract with Celtic He's tied there till 2021 yep. So you're talking proper transfer fee then Yeah, absolutely If, yes. if that was to be something that, that did happen It is a bit hypothetical at the moment yes. But just, just to sort of clear up how those... Um, issues are slightly different Yeah absolutely I think if you look at Young Gilmore He was coming to the end of his contract They got him for a development fee Whereas this is a, a proper contract oh. So Chelsea would have to pay through the nose To get this talent And pay more a more realistic price Whereas they literally stole uh, Gilmore uh, for, for was it, half a million pound development fee which didn't was literally a steal him yeah, in terms <laughs> of his value It's a steal for, okay. for Chelsea Because, you know, he came on at the weekend again um, And it'd be extremely difficult Because the way Frank Lampard's found himself, Gordon You know, he's managing to play these kids in mm. the squad And it must be really uh, inviting for young guys Knowing if they went to Chelsea They would possibly get an opportunity I But think, uh, I think that will change in, uh, when the embargo finishes as well I think we have to be utterly realistic about this No matter who the young man is we're enjoying our league football We've got a proper league race For the first time in years We've had a wonderful weekend As I said on Saturday Four games, 20 goals It was Saturday's programme was a joy yeah. But When You're a young man With your career stretching in front of you And a Liverpool mm. Or a Man City Or a Chelsea Or a Man United Or Arsenal come You are going to say That's for me because this really furthers my career And who knows if that's even the end of the story We maybe are getting a bit ahead of ourselves uh, Let's let's bear that in mind But John, the it's been a bit of a strange start to the season on, on that front Because Karamoko Dembele's been injured So, well, for, for some of it I think he's back fit now In fact, he's away with the England uh, youth team at the moment, I believe Which is a, another story oh, um, Is he still one, John, that you would hope to see a, a bit more of this season? Because, yes, he's still very young But He's now at an age where if he is as good as, as people predict If he's an absolute wonder kid Then you would expect him to be impacting Celtic's first team this season I was going to ask you and uh, Alec there Do you not think if, if he's fit again Do you not think uh, he should be sort of reintroduced into the team Even as a sub in that I mean, Because I mean, they say the boy's some talent know what I mean? And I, th- I think if he's uh, Don't be wrong I know we're firing all cylinders now But I think if like, in games he's got a chance to bring him on Neil we should bring him on know what I mean I know Neil will give the young boys a chance I just feel as if he should be reintroduced as well if he's back fit again know what I mean I, 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 think, for, I think for me Gordon he is only 16 yeah of but, course but, but, but do you get where I'm coming from absolutely the, the sort of the, the story surrounding Karamoka Dembele his full childhood has been that he is a world beater Absolute top top yep. top drawer And actually those top drawer guys Do come through at 16 and 17 Yeah and I think when you look I'm absolutely certain that Neil Lynn Will have him about the first team He will see how oh. he is uh, Integrating he into last that season of course Yeah and he played a few cameos Gordon but There's no rush to, to force this boy in you, you just manage the situation And similar to you know Frimpong if he starts showing signs that he is actually starting to terrorise the Celtic first team, yeah. he will be thrown in as quick as a flash. But I think uh, Karamoko Dembele's physical development has to be looked at as well. You know, he, he still looks like a 16-year-old boy. Uh, and, you know, he's playing up against some big guys. Uh, yes, by all means, every now and then he gets a cameo appearance, but I don't think he's anywhere near... Being considered by Neil Lennon mm. as someone who should be 
in the squad week in week out. Okay, thanks very much to John. That was an interesting point. Just yeah. Something that got us uh, got us going. Let's hear from a couple of the. I was going to say managers, but they're not really. They're, they're in temporary charge. Austin McPhee says it was vital. Hearts beat St Mirren to give them time to settle ahead of appointing a new manager. Uh, he was happy with how they played in the front foot and adapted to his style of play. It was very important that the that the club won today to allow the appropriate time to be taken to set the infrastructure for the next period at, at Hearts um, and allow everybody to relax a little bit and hopefully the performance of the players, the reaction of the players to myself makes the, the interim role that I have, uh, makes nobody panic, you know. So I thought today was a very positive performance. We uh, scored five goals for the first time since August 2016. Um, we scored three goals for the first time in over a year. And we won at home for the first time in seven months. So, you know, there, there wasn't a lot to be disappointed about. I also thought that the players showed fantastic resilience when it went 1-1 and 2-1 and 2-2. They continued to play on the front foot, uh, which we've talked about all week. And um, I asked a couple of players to do things a little bit differently today, and I thought they did that well. How much of an impact can a result like Saturday have on Austin McPhee's credentials for the Hearts job? Can it have any impact at all? How, how much... Sway um, I, I think he's right In what he says In that It calms everything down Yeah There's no need to go Chasing around And make sure you have a manager By the time the international break ends He clearly has a rapport With the players The return of Naismith Is absolutely crucial To the whole deal He is the On-field general Austin McPhee Clearly sees himself As the off-field general uh, And and Budge can now get the structure right. I think the sporting director should come in first. I wonder if Austin McPhee is more suited for that role than he is the manager's role. But he stopped everyone from running around with their hands in the air. And Anne Budge can take her time now. Man, man, this isn't a criticism, Alex, because you you would you got this, this is his moment to sort of try and oh. show. But he, you know he's very particular to point out after the game. You know that he he identified that that, that uh, Piazzo could play out in that right hand side, and and you know that they had changed things up, and that the players carried out his style of play, that sort of thing. Maybe just trying to emphasise the the role he had. That is not in any way a criticism. I just wonder if it. If, if it works I mean how, how much Would Dan Budge Look into these games Take that into consideration um, I think there's a factor That they're playing St Mirren uh, As Hibs were playing uh, St Johnson um, It was a really interesting Listen to Austin there Gordon Because he is highlighting The great positive things It's Three years Since we scored five goals You know We haven't scored three goals In, in over a year uh, So he, What he's basically trying to do Is he's trying to boost his position My understanding of Austin McPhee has a lot of power in terms of a lot of stuff that's going on behind the scenes in that infrastructure. So I'm sure he had that before Craig Levine left. So how that would change in any way, I'm not sure. Um, but I agree with you in terms of Young Walker coming back into the fray before the game and Naismith. They two guys are pivotal because they're guys that can actually change a match, a match at a drop of a hat. Uh, but we get back to what Ann Budge said uh, post Craig Levine. Experience And high profile For Aust me Austin McPhee doesn't come under that bracket Austin's a bullet point presentation expert And he gave a bullet point presentation there To the crowd after the the game um, And rightly but, so as well Yeah, as I said You know If you, if you don't blow your own trumpet Who, who will do it for you? Uh, would he have the credibility In the eyes of the Hearts supporters? I doubt it 
I think they're looking for a more high-profile manager. But he's absolutely right in what he said. He has now, with the help of the players, bought time. There's no mood of panic. The bought time because it's not Mister Right now they're looking for. It's Mister Right. Uh, and then a four-one victory for Hibs as well. Yes. Just uh, I said I don't know if the. The, the statement applies to Edinburgh buses, Hugh But when yeah. you're waiting for for one and then two turn up But two Edinburgh victories at the weekend Eddie May was in charge uh, following Paul Heckenbottom's departure I'm actually really pleased for for the team But the two up top certainly helped both players I think Flo was exceptional along with Chris today And uh, Chris gets the goals uh, But there was a lot of good individual performances for a lot of players today And uh, hopefully And it should be the standard watch this club tries to achieve Coming places like this and really taking the game to Wardham rather than sitting there. How much did Deutsch need the, the break of some goals in the league? I think he needs goals. Uh, he's a centre forward, that's what he'll be judged on. But what I would say, he's done a hell of a lot more than that in contributing the team over the last few weeks, in the uh, last few months. He's just not got the goals that he probably deserved in terms of his, uh, his hold-up play and stuff like that. But uh, delighted for him, and uh, hopefully that continues. Can we give you two options here? <laughs> two arguments uh-huh. to, to take away from, from Hibbs. first one is... The players are cheating the supporters Where has this effort been? Where have these performances been in the last few weeks? The second one is Look what happens when you've got a manager Who plays Dodge and Camberry together Yeah, yeah uh, It's not rocket science uh, But it seemed to have evaded Paul Heckenbottom The issue at Hibs is uh, far more clear cut than, uh, than it is at Hearts Because Eddie May doesn't want the job And the the field is open for Leanne Dempster Harry Kuehl I don't think is the right man for that job I do not know what he has done so far To even merit being in the frame for that job It's one that Leanne Dempster has to get right Because she's made a mess of it twice now With Neil Lennon and with Paul Heckenbottom But at least it's clear cut Eddie May and no one behind the scenes wants the job You go and find the right man then Gordon you know you talk about important moments within a game And someone's career I was watching the boy Dodge first goal uh, last night. He has had a trundler <laughs> towards goal, Hugh, and yeah. it's just come beautifully back. And he's tapped in for his first goal. He's given him the confidence to kick on and get get his first hat, hat trick. What about Harry Kuehl, as Hugh says there, sitting in the stands, freezing cold in Perth? That looks like a guy who wants to throw his hat in the ring. Absolutely, and I, and I think if you take it from his point of view, he has shown up in a cold, cold day up in uh, in Perth. He will be assessing the players, and if he gets an interview, Gordon, he will be better placed because he has. G- Information that he wouldn't have if he was sat in, in a studio down south covering a, a you know like a radio uh, uh, show or something. But the next four games for me are absolutely crucial for Hibs because that will give us a better idea who if things have changed around. They've got uh, Motherwell, St Mirren, Kilmarnock, and Ross County. Uh, we're going to speak to Charlie on the line very soon. Just something I wanted to to tell you about. Uh, it's not obviously it's obviously not a Europa League week this week. We take a nice. Uh, break because it's been it's been hectic stuff in the last few weeks. So no Europa League um, this week, but you'll have noticed that Clyde One Super Scoreboard in partnership with Ladbrokes have been covering both sides home and away throughout the campaign. So yes. to celebrate that coverage of Celtic Rangers in Europe, we're giving you the chance to win a stunning home entertainment system. Hugh Evans wouldn't know how to work it, no. but you will. So if you go to Clyde1.com you can find the chance to win that home entertainment system there. Go and check that out. We'll take a breather. We're going to speak to Charlie and we've got a full time teaser next. 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. We're going to speak to Charlie very soon on the line. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here. I need to set up your full time teaser. Uh, just in the off chance that anyone is unfamiliar with the full time teaser. Good fun, I must say. Oh, I certainly find it fun watching YouTube. But what happens is you send the questions into us, and then we give the pundits the last half an hour of the show to come up with the answers. So, um, do you remember Friday night? David Farrell in Melbourne, yes. Australia, sent the question in, uh, and he actually had a couple of sort of different right. permutations. So we're going to just stick with it because it's a nice theme to keep us running. So, David, thank you. He sent it into full time at Clyde1.com. Uh, Ryan Christie is the only Scot to have scored a top flight hat trick this season. Can you name the other 12 Scots who've managed it in the SPFL era? So Ryan Christie's the only Scot who's scored a top flight hat-trick this season. Can you name the other 12 Scots who've managed it in the SPFL era? So 2013-14 onwards. Griffiths has done it four times. Well done. Chrissy Boyd. No. Cosgrove. Mm, He's not Scottish. Oh, sorry. Um, Scottish... Naismith Stephen Naismith Yes He did it against St Mirren for Hearts Last season uh, I was going to say Stevie Thompson But I'll revise that When did the SPF uh, The 13-14 season Well what we've got there too Yeah that's uh, two to get us up and running So can you name Ryan Christie's the only Scot To have scored a top flight hat trick This season Can you name the other 12 Scots Who've managed it in the SPFL era Stephen Naismith And Lee Griffiths You've got 10 to get Let's speak to Charlie on the line Hi Charlie How you doing Gordon? Good thanks What's on your mind? It's uh, something that you said About Morales Charlie it's his birthday tomorrow You need to be nice to him For one night only <laughs> You say whatever well, you like Charlie Well I'm not going to <laughs> Slag you then It's just a point of view You know what I mean uh, What you're saying is um, that Hey well Can maybe quote me And I said Have you really go there I, No I never did hear you right You turned around and said That um, Morelos Wouldn't get uh, People from Arsenal Or any other team In the top flight Wouldn't come in for Morelos No no no, no. I didn't uh, say uh, I didn't uh, say uh, Any other team In the top flight I said there are certain places Where he isn't going right now Liverpool Man City Man United uh, Chelsea Even when the embargo ends uh, I mentioned Leicester Arsenal was Arsenal was, was a, another one that I mentioned But I didn't say he wouldn't go anywhere in the top flight But there's a level that's I above mean, him at the moment I mean, I, went to, I mean to say that The ones that are sitting at the top at the moment It's all young guys that's playing for Chelsea now Because they can't sign anybody uh-huh. They're doing well But the thing is um, I've watched uh, Arsenal I've watched Man United And uh, Liverpool's a class act but the thing is, um, don't forget that uh, Gerard came up to Liverpool and uh, he'll be keeping um, Klopp uh, keyed up on uh, Morelis. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if... Are you uh, telling Liverpool... me that you think the Rangers manager is uh, marking the card of other managers to offload Morelis? No, what I'm saying is he'll be speaking to Mr Klopp about uh, Morelis. Um, obviously, he'll be talking to him. Uh, privately and they'll be telling them uh, look at the player we've got uh, Ibrox and out um, if you want to come in for him because uh, somebody else is going to come in for him anyway so. Alex he's, he's a very good player Alfredo yes. Morelos there's no doubt is he ready to to be considered by the champions of Europe uh, in terms of Liverpool 
No, listen. I often say in the show that there's levels, and unfortunately, it doesn't come near the level that these guys are batting at at the moment. You no, know, you're talking about the European Championship. The form that that front three have had in eighteen months is remarkable. So, I think that's a, a bridge too far for for Morelos. As much as I like the boy, I think he's. I think he'll go somewhere in England because I think that's where he wants to play. Well, eventually, when he leaves Rangers, and I think, like I always say, it's usually a stepping stone. These players for Scotland don't necessarily go right into the top yeah. four or five of English football. I mean, look at Andy Robertson. Went to Hull. Now, Hull's nobody's idea of Hollywood, but Andy Robertson had the ability yeah. to go on from Hull to get to Liverpool. If uh, a Bournemouth or a West Ham yeah. or a Sheffield uh, come in for Morelos, uh, then or a Watford, then why not? He's very good Charlie I don't think there's any doubt But is he really ready For the, the champions of Europe Is that not that not A bridge too far Was what Alex Ray called it I think you're really I think you're really Doing the guy At this, this service I think the guy's top class As far as I'm concerned I mean I've watched see, but Arsenal are absolute rubbish You know what I mean Yeah I know so, they are But they've also got Lacazette and Obama Yang Overall they're not a good side They're not, they're not the side That we're used to seeing But I mean they've got two Elite strikers there Surely Charlie yeah, but they're not doing the work. They're not, they're not scoring the goals. You know what I mean? They need somebody who's going to score goals. I think Obama Young's record's not bad. I think the problems are elsewhere yeah. in that team, but that's just an aside. Yeah, I mean, the, the, for the moment, he is having a wonderful season here. But for the moment, he is not at that level. So are, you, are you accusing Charlie of getting carried away? Yes, I am. Okay, Charlie, final right of reply uh, to I you. Mean, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that because, as I say, I've watched the top strikers in England and, and they're no any better in, in uh, Morelos. Morelos is stepping into any of these three teams. No bother. Which one of the Liverpool front three is he better than or is he better than them all? Well, as I say, it, it, put it this way, he wouldn't be sitting on the bench anyway. Well, he'd need to be better than one in the front three then. Well, that, and, and the way that Liverpool play, it would be Firmino because, you know, he's, a, he's an out and out number nine, whereas you have Salah and uh, Manny on the side. But <laughs> These are conversations I never thought we'd be having, yeah. I must admit. But listen, it's, it's, listen, it's his opinion, but for me, it's a, a country mile away in terms of what he has to do. Uh, listen, the thing is, I, I, for me, I think he should stay here until the summer, uh, depend where it goes, the offer that Rangers get, because he's on, what is it, 2023 that he's got a contract, uh, Morelos, so... I'll be trying to kind of make sure that he stays in the country if we can stay here because for a Rangers perspective you know he's been brilliant for them Charlie it's certainly a good debate thank you very much for the call David is in Cumbernauld hi David uh, evening panel hello hi, yeah David. I just want to have two little points if you don't mind go for it uh, the first one being do you think if Morelos is sold in January um, for whatever price he goes for probably upwards of 50 million I would guess uh, would the title go with him If you understand what I'm saying Well it will not be sold in January For that reason David uh, The Ranger supporters would uh, Accuse the club of betrayal If they let Morelos go In the form that he's in At the moment He could be The one that makes the difference Between Rangers finishing first and second uh, So he will not be sold I think they would have to resist whatever money was put their way in January. And I think Stephen Gerrard is on record as saying that he would regard that he can't stop it, but he would regard it as a mistake if Morelos was let go in January. And I don't think that Rangers are in the mood to give up 
their chance of the title by selling Morelos in January. In the summertime, yes, but not in January. David I, says, would, would Rangers' chances of winning the league disappear yeah, if, if he left? Would I, they, yeah? I, yeah, listen, I said a few weeks ago, if uh, Rangers or Celtic sold Edward or Morelos respectively, they would effectively be giving up the championship because they are pivotal. You look at the goals that Morelos is bringing to Rangers, you look at uh, Edward and his general all-round play, uh, resulting in uh, the players in and about him scoring uh, freely as well. So, they're just too important and it's not in their interest to sell in January regardless of the fee. It would be in their financial interest. However, this is Planet Scotland and Rangers want to stop Celtic getting nine in a row and therefore... They'll worry about their financial interests after the league has been decided. David? Yeah, I, I completely agree with you there, guys. Um, short of, I, I wouldn't even like to put a price mark on him from to go in January, because for me, if he goes, so does the, the hopes of our titles. There's nobody out there within our price range that I can think of that could do the, the job that Morelos is doing. He's on absolute fire the now. And you can tell that because a name like he's keeping a name like Jermaine Defoe out of the team. It's a fascinating situation that both of them find themselves in. Rangers who need money can't begin to look at the idea of selling Morelos because the the ambition is win the league, qualify for the Champions League, and that'll take care of financial matters. Or win the league, and then Morelos says, "I have done everything I can for you. I want to go somewhere else." By the same token, Celtic can't sell Edward in January for the same reason and Celtic have to investigate that January market. Rangers won't take the chance, sell Morelos then look for a striker but Celtic have to because they cannot expect Edward to go from November to May unscathed without injury. Celtic absolutely need to get another striker in January. Top man David, thank you very much for the call That was 01419511025 David and Cumbernauld gave us a dial on that number uh, What about the teaser, you got any more? Go on Hugh, you must have a couple, I'm struggling uh, Stephen Tony Smith, what? Lee Griffiths, no uh, May, Stevie May? Yes, oh. a couple of times for St Johnson um, I'm struggling now Gordon Alright, um, we'll get back to it, that's fine Give you some more thinking time uh, Let's look back on some of the other big talking points from the weekend Jim Goodwin says Saturday was as bad a day as he's had In his three year managerial wow. career uh, He says St Mirren were a shadow of the organised team That they've been already this season You know today is as bad a day as I've felt In uh, you know three years of being a manager You know I've been I've been fortunate in that short period Where you know Relative success with uh, With Allo and obviously you know Given the opportunity to come here We've We've done okay. Um, you know, we've received a lot of plaudits in terms of how we've been defensively and organised, and the structure has been great. We've not given money away prior to today, and um, unfortunately today we were just a shadow of of that organised team that we've you know that we've been up to now, and um, you know, frustrated, disappointed, you know, all of those words. But um, it's a sore one, and it'll take a, take a few days to get over. There's no doubt about that. Well, there's no need for me to add to anything that he has said there because for a man as honest as Jim Goodwin to say this is the worst day uh, in three years of management, then he doesn't need me to tell him yes, yes it was. Uh, They'd lost 11 goals prior to going to Tynecastle and then lost five in one day. 
so it was a virtual collapse And they don't score that many at the other end At the rock bottom And at the moment they're they're in need of care and attention Yeah, well, we, we said that they really struggled to score goals You, you know, over the, 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 the previous weeks And they managed to get a couple at the weekend And I think that'll be a disappointing thing for Jim Having saw the goals and the highlights last night, he'll be extremely disappointed. You know, we're a bit sixes and sevens, but they have to regroup again because they really need to start picking up points, uh, regardless uh, whether it's just the point or that win, Gordon, because they're in danger of getting tailed off. The the perception I get from the St Mirren fans who call the show and, and on social media, Hugh, this is a, is a very it's a bit of a sweeping generalisation I'm about to make, but I, I, up until this point, I'm not really detecting. That much negativity Or that oh. much panic Because they've been well in games They are, they were defending well They've been beaten by the odd goal here and there And, and yes they had problems scoring But obviously there, there does become a point We've now Simiran have now played everyone once You know uh-huh. They're 12 games in it's, it's not really that early in the season anymore They're bottom Albeit only a couple of points behind So At what point did, 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 Does it start to turn Because you the, the wins have been You know Far too rare so far But They're alright just now uh, The only consolation They can take Is that uh, Livingston uh, Well Let's go to Ross County uh, Who At the start of Play this weekend Were in 6th position Ross County Have got 14 points That's only 6 fewer Than St Mirren have You know That can change Over a couple of games But they did think of themselves as being defensively sound. Hearts have knocked that idea out of their head. And what we did know about them, and know even more so about them now, they could really do with a regular goal scorer. I think they've got a couple of uh, home games next as well, Gordon. They've got Ross County, Hibs, away to Aberdeen. So you've got to think that, uh, particularly at Paisley, you think you're going to mm. pick up some points. Uh, just a reminder of tonight's full-time teaser. Thank you to David for sending it in. Fulltime at Clyde1.com. That's the address if you want to hear your question on the show. He says, Ryan Christie is the only Scot who scored a top-flight hat-trick this season. Can you name the other 12 Scots who've managed it in the SPFL era? You've got Stephen Naismith, Lee Griffiths and Steve Amey. Greg Stewart? Nope. Billy Mackay? He's not Scottish either. Oh, well, what is he then? Northern Irish. Is he? I think. By name Mackay. Surely he's Scottish. <laughs> I mean, there's a couple of obvious ones is in it? here that you've missed, yeah. Mm. Ryan Christie's teammates, anyone? Uh, Commons. Wasn't, it wasn't who I was getting at, but he is also on the list. Yes. Uh, Christie's teammates. James Forrest? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's you anymore. I'm going to have to get a clean sweep tonight. That's it. <laughs> good, okay. Good luck to you. James Forrest, Chris Commons, Stephen Naismith, Lee Griffiths, Stevie May. We'll get the rest of the answers right. next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's Hugh Keevens and Alex Ray looking back on all the weekend's big talking points. They are also. Um, Going through tonight's full-time teaser So first of all A thank you to David in Melbourne Who sent the question in um, Ryan Christie is the only Scot To have scored a top flight hat-trick This season But can you name the 12 other Scots Who've managed this In the SPFL era You're doing Okay You've got James Forrest Chris Commons Stephen Naismith Lee Griffiths And Stevie May Alec has just given me that Former manager's Skill of we just putting the idea into the player's mind that he's not performing well enough. 
So I've come up <laughs> Stephen McLean That is a wonderful attempt He's actually done it twice Well done Kenny Miller Oh you're on fire And Chris Doolan Like a fine wine Alex Ray He's getting better with age As he ticks towards his 70th birthday A couple of hours away He's on fire The what old about, fella uh, Nicky Clark? No hmm. Div Reed has got one of the ones that you're looking for Stuart Bell has got three of the ones you're still looking for Good old Stuart yeah, Stuart Bell knows his stuff It also is because all three of them were for Stuart Bell's team oh. Which is? Where does Stuart live? I don't know where he lives but I just know what team he supports And they are one of our bigger teams They're not in this city though Oh Right. So it's got to be Hibs or Hearts here. Or Aberdeen. Um, oh. Ferguson's not done it, has he? Uh, Shinny? No. Um, I can't think. Okay. So how many you got left? One, two, three. Four. Oh, but, um, did, did, did Considine? Andy Constantine Brilliant Well done Do you remember it? Yeah, do he must because it's not like he's a, he's a goal scorer as such Oh he scored at the weekend And a fine goal it was uh, He actually scored a hat-trick The defender that? Against Dundee Yeah it was an incredible uh, Performance from Andy Considine That night He's one of them Try to think of the a winger for Aberdeen Who are centre forward Goal winger <laughs> I was I uh, because Cosgrove's English Adam Rooney was Irish So yes. I wouldn't waste your time uh, In the old striking department So it was obviously before them Let's speak to Neil Who's a Celtic fan in Wisher Hi Neil Hello Hi Neil What's your point Hi, tonight? I was just listening uh, About young uh, Dembele And a Good player etc My young grandson Plays alongside him uh, Rocco Vata Alright okay Rocco no Rudy's son Rudy played ah, yes. Rudy Vata's son, Hugh. Yeah, I remember Rudy well. Uh, and Celtic uh, discovered two weeks ago that Bayern Munich, Hoffenheim, and other teams were out watching young Rocco. He's a two footed player, brilliant young laddie. And uh, Celtic's got a great academy team. No, they're unbeaten this season, as far as I know. But uh, Celtic and Regional has got him on a five year contract right away at 14. And uh, he's also Irish FA, I phoned him to see if he'll play for him. Probably Ireland next week against Poland and Austria. There we go. Neil was giving us a, a name for the future. Who do, don't don't mind that at all. I think I actually saw the, the tweets about that. I saw Rudy Vata with the with his son signing yeah. the the deal. Uh, let me not get the name wrong, but Liam Morrison did he go to Bayern Munich? The, Bayern, Bayern Munich. You know, so that's what was going on. He, Liam was at Celtic. Uh, we're now in a a much more developed world where. It used to be the case that you made your way through the ranks and then hoped to get a first-team game at Celtic or Rangers. But now, long before you even reached that stage, yeah. people from all corners come in and uh, lure you away. And Liam Morrison now at Bayern. So, uh, young Rocco uh, may be in line for that kind of thing. Good thing about social media, Alex. It gives everyone that increased um, access to... You know, to results and reports and, and, and talk of players and, and yep. for every club particularly in, in this city you're always looking at Celtic and Rangers and, and who can they bring through this Absolutely. is a topic we feel quite strongly about we speak about it a lot Celtic have had a good record in recent years when you go back to 
Obviously Forrest and Tierney McGregor Are the, the three highlights But then even below that Mikey, Mikey Johnson. Johnson's of the world And so on um, Rangers are, are now hoping to sort of Follow that Having been a bit behind In terms yeah. of introducing people To the first team I noticed Rangers 5-0 at the weekend uh, Their academy beat Celtic 5-0 yesterday I think yep. it was in the In the Youth Cup So it's, it's it's a never ending cycle You're always looking yeah. to see who's next Absolutely And obviously you've just rhymed off a lot For, for Celtic there I think as Rangers are Well I know Craig Mahon's literally can be, you know, He's been, been there since I was there But he's actually took the helm what, Three or four years ago So the, he'll be hoping to start seeing the fruits Of the last four years So that they can actually start getting their own Through the academy uh, and obviously contributing to the playing side And then obviously from a business aspect You look at some of the figures that Celtic yeah. have recouped So it is very much part of what a, a club of any stature Whether it's the top two Right down you look at Hamilton, Motherwell They're all developing their own The world's a different place now When we were kids You had a dream about playing for Celtic or Rangers uh, Nowadays Yeah they're quite happy to go to Celtic and Rangers Academy But if something bigger comes along, they're off. Thank yeah. you very much to Neil and Wisher giving us a name for the future. I don't mind that. We always uh, like to keep an eye on things at a youth football level. So thanks again to Neil uh, giving us that heads up. I think that'll probably be the final call for tonight because we're running out of time a little bit. Let's touch on one of the other big results from the weekend. Ian McCall was delighted with the oh. character the Partick Thistle players showed. They went down to 10 men and still won the game. He was happy. Uh, to show the fans that they had the fight to win the match. Listen, there's been a lot of lows, but you know, over eight games we've won four and we've lost four. And if you offer me a 50% win rate for the rest of my career here, I would take it right now. Uh, we made it hard today. I think we should have been two up at least in the first half. The character they showed when they went to 10 was. I'm thinking it is a red card, although Hoppy just said he thought it was a yellow. I've not seen it back yet. Changed the game, but then, you know, it was great for our fans to see the. Might not be pretty, but a lot of endeavour and a lot of guts to, to get the win. And obviously, Shea Gordon coming on like that was a bit of a, a story. He's done that up at Dens Park as well, came on and changed the game for us. So, uh, he's under contract next year. I'm delighted about that. So, it's um, it's a great three points. It was great for our fans to, to see that victory. I just can't follow what the players gave today. Uh, in terms of sometimes they're playing the first half and their, and their endeavour and guts in the second half. I was very, very proud of them. I'm proud of the supporters. It was a good day. So, yeah, I mean, listen, it was back to the wall at the end, but we don't really think Martin had any real clear cut chances. You know, when they score two to one each, we think, oh God. And then she goes up and scores again. So, uh, it, was, it was a great day for the World Cup. Yeah, um, they're not isolated, point number one. Um, and it was a great comeback with 10 men. Uh, the worry is that Aloha also got a win at the weekend. But as I say, no one's isolated yet. But that division, everyone can beat everyone else. Uh, and it's going to be a slog from now until May. Top or bottom? You gave Partick Thistle your result of the weekend, yes, Alex. That's yeah, how far you went in your praise. Yeah, obviously if they had uh, dropped points at the weekend Gordon, it could have been four or five points behind uh, Morton or Alloa So it was important to get that And as Ian says, if he can get the consistency uh, One and one out of every two games It will catapult him up the table And uh, it's just trying to kind of Get on the uh, on and onward and upwards Gordon So that aesthetically it actually starts looking a wee bit better If you're mid-table Okay, a couple of loose ends to tie up before the end of the show The main one is the full-time teaser Thanks again to David sending it all the way from Melbourne, Australia And if you want to hear your question on the show in the future Then you need to send it into fulltime at clyde1.com Anything at all, send it in, we'll take a look And hopefully we'll get it out on the show David says that Ryan Christie is the only Scot To have scored the top flight hat-trick this season But can you name the 12 other Scots 
Who've managed this in the SPFL era You're doing pretty well You've got James Forrest You've got Chris Commons, Kenny Miller Stephen Naismith You've got Stephen McLean Andy Considine, Lee Griffith Chris Doolan And Stevie May Just a couple more to get Oh, I don't like that silence but, but, <laughs> Ominous Clue time Really? Yes, I know you said Aberdeen and Two all. more Aberdeen players A winger Both wingers <sighs> One of them's really tough Because he's not By any stretch a mainstay In the Aberdeen team Has never really been um, But one's a bit easier Former Celtic player as well I'll give you his career path uh-huh. Or some of it <laughs> Dundee United Celtic Aberdeen And now he's in the MLS Yes It's uh, Gary Mackay Stephen Uh huh Well done Brilliant Two to get An Aberdeen winger Another one It was against Partick Thistle I think it was the It was either the last day of the season Or it was close Right at the end of the season 2017 He also spent time alone at Dundee This is a hard one I'll just put you out your misery Or something is it no. uh, Initials SW No Scott Wright I know. No, uh, I don't think you'll get this one either If I'm being honest This guy did it for Hearts against Kilmarnock Way back 2014 He is Scottish though Has Hearts. also played for Partick Thistle For Ayr For Wraith Rovers Ryan Stevenson Look Shut at that Right on cue On the eve of his 70th birthday Let me finish you by saying We hope you have a wonderful yeah, day birthday. You Thank deserve you. it Best wishes from everyone at the show uh, Callum Gallagher is up next One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com.